When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Deep Cuts Lost and Found. This is round 24, our second show in the second season of Deep Cuts. We are a podcast of a bunch of best friends. We all graduated high school back in 1987 from Needham High School, Needham, Massachusetts. We have been sharing music ever since. We dig through crates trying to find deep cut songs, songs with a certain flair that we love with a good story. We're doing 1993 this time. Welcome to Deep Cuts. Thank you again for joining us on Deep Cuts, Lost and Found. Again, round 24, 1993 is the year. I'm here with Bill Federko, Chris Nashawadi, Rich Eyre, and Derek Brain, and myself, Thomas Golovich. Uh, we're going to be sharing with you some of our favorite songs, overlooked songs, songs that we think are really special from 1993. Uh, we opened the season up with a theme song, right? We did summer songs, right? We did. And then we decided we'd kind of roll back into the years and kind of work through this second season and kind of see what the 90s and the early 2000s sounds like, which I think will be a fun little adventure. How do you guys feel about getting back into 1993? Anybody feel like they kind of felt rusty going in and it felt a little bit weird to do the digging? Nothing a little WD-40 couldn't take care of. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Well, let's talk a little bit about the year. So I think, Billy, you're doing the the history in the year. So what was happening in 1993? Yes, I get to be the historian today. And uh, I guess I'll start with the biggest stories of 1993 the world historical events and we got to start of course with rick astley and his retirement from music the guy who famously sang never going to give you up decided to give it up in 1993 (laughs) yes after after five long years of of um of show business rick astley retired at 27 after selling 40 million records very impressive if you all recall, he came out of retirement in 2007 when Rick Rolling became a theme. That was when you would click on a on a hyperlink and all of a sudden, never going to give you up, the video would show up. Very weird internet meme. His early uh, retirement may have been a genius move. In <laughs> yeah. I don't think you've with... ever, ever sound more dad-like explaining the Rick Rolling <laughs> meme to people. Yeah, exactly. God, man, I think everyone in the world knows that, but okay. Does everybody know Rick Rolling? Nash, do yeah. you know Rick Rolling? Of course. <laughs> well, the other big event was, of course, the um, the first accidentally gay doll, the Ken doll, introduced in 1993. It was called the Earring Magic Ken. Does anybody remember this doll? No. I, I take umbrage with accidentally gay Ken. Ken was <laughs> never accidentally gay. He's he was aggressive. Just gay. Yeah, he was all right out of the box. But he didn't oh. always wear a mesh lavender shirt with a you know a matching oh, colored pleather vest. Okay. So it was like a, he was eighties gay. Um, <laughs> he was eighties gay. Okay, Got Miami it. Vice gay. Yeah. Right. 
Well, Dan Savage remarked on the fact that he was accidentally gay when he noticed the necklace he was wearing. It had a, it was a long necklace and it had a ring on the end and it wasn't a ring for your finger. It was a uh, cock ring. You can say no. it. <laughs> no, they did not intend to market it that way. As Lisa Whoa. McKendall, the manager of marketing communications of Mattel Toys said to the Chicago reader, we're not in the business of putting cock rings in the hands of little girls. So, <laughs> so that a great is moment savvy in PR. PR. Yeah, savvy PR. <laughs> Edward Bernays would not be proud of that moment uh, in PR. Uh, so anyways, m- moving on to more serious events. Bill Clinton was elected as president. Partheid ended in South Africa. Rudy Giuliani became the mayor of New York City. Speaking boy, of cock rings. <laughs> very nice. Uh, construction began on the New York. I'm sorry, not the New York, but the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. At the movies, Jurassic Park debuted. Uh, and that was a runaway hit, and uh, they're still making it now. What, uh, twenty nine years later? What is it? Jurassic World, Dominion, uh, Dominion. Thank it you. Was the latest thank one, yeah. And I hope everybody rushes out to that. And uh, fun fact: I know Rich loves the fun facts. I discovered what the sound of the Velociraptors barking was made from. Anybody? Yes, it was uh, tortoises mating. So somebody recorded that and uh, figured that sounds like a Velociraptor. That's some that good is, foley work. Yeah, right there. that's a weird, weird foley gig. <clears throat> More seriously, Un- Unforgiven was best picture. Great and, movie. Uh, I also remember that was the year of the piano, a movie I almost mm. well, it was. Uh, I think I, I think I saw it the day after New Year's Eve in uh, Harvard Square. I was a little hungover. It was rough. <laughs> it was. That, tough... It's not a movie to see when you're hungover. Yeah. Yeah, and when Harvey Keitel decided. Well, to share his wares, um, so to speak. It's a very phallocentric <laughs> introduction. Any, let's talk any, about the bridges of Madison County, if we could. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the Washington Monument, shall we? All right, moving on. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll end with this: Who had a five-week talk show in 1993? Anybody remember? Pat Sajak. Chevy Chase. Uh, oh, yes. poor Chevy. Yeah, poor Chevy. Five weeks, so five many weeks too long. <laughs> it was bad, wasn't it? It wasn't. It wasn't his medium. It wasn't no good. But no he'd good. already turned into a crank. At the yeah, point. he was already. He was already pretty surly. <laughs> so yeah, n- 1993, a good year. Not from what you just described, really. <laughs> yes. Did I forget to mention that uh, Whitney Houston was at the top of the charts? Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of great independent music, though. Lots of good indie alternative music, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that next. Well, I hope so. Otherwise, we don't have a show. That's true. <laughs> I'll I'll start off tonight. So 1993 was a really exciting year, partly because the Pixies split up, which was sad and, and I think heartbreaking for those of us who are big fans of theirs. But two great records came out that same year. One of them was The Breeders' Last Splash. The other one is Frank Black and his solo record. And I'm going to play a song called Los Angeles. This is the first song that I heard from this record. I remember putting the record on and just having the, it really loud and sitting right between two speakers like that Maxell ad, and it felt really good. So here is Los Angeles from Frack Black. It is 1993, Deep Cuts Lost and Found, round 24. I met a man, he was a good man, sailing and shoring, dancing the beta can can, making the foreign. Oh, yeah. 
better man He was a good man Sailing and shoring He got a bit of charm man Talking that far in Ah oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just love the ambition of it, just the size of it, and like Ooh. all the different and influences. The Los Angeles of it. The Los Angeles of it. <laughs> like Los Angeles. This is a record. I think this song feels the way LA does when you're moving from the city and then you're driving out into the desert. Because in the beginning, it's all hard cuts and fast, and it's aggressive, and you're just fighting. For survival and then suddenly the road opens up and the vistas show up and the world just swallows you up it's just great anyway love this record and this was the first song i heard there oh i love it anyone else catch this record when it first came out i don't know if you guys frank black before he was black francis or charles thompson or what what is he now is this is this with the catholics or not with the no no catholics no catholics Catholics. joey santiago's on guitar though he has a lot of like pixie family involved in the album so uh, that's great. Next up, Billy Federico. Tommy, are, just are we going to get a theme here? Are we? Are we sent the Pixies break up? A little foreshadowing. Are we getting a theme tonight? Oh, maybe. You think, oh, in in mine, that's a good question. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. All right. Well, the listeners can solve this mystery uh, and and await your next pick. It should be good. All right. So, where would you take us? Well, since you played the song Los Angeles, I think I should go with a band from Los Angeles. Oh, nice. The band, the band is Idaho, of course, which makes perfect sense, right? Mm. A band, like I said, from California. This is from their debut album. Uh, it's called Year After Year. Idaho is part of what uh, has been affectionately called slowcore or sadcore, you know, songs that are uh, usually at a lower tempo, you know, sort of a counterweight to the energy and aggression of grunge. You know, Galaxy 500, I think, was probably one of the early slowcore bands. Then there are bands like Low and uh, Red House Painters, Bedhead, American Music Club, among others. I just like to wallow in this type of stuff. <laughs> um, it's a little bleak, a little downbeat, but it's a good time, ironically. So this song is called Save, and it's from Idaho. Deep Cuts.
man, moody, moody, moody stuff. Yeah, you know me. I like it moody. I like definitely it sleepy. Definitely some wallow, wallow core. I it sounds wallow. like Red House Painters. I'm, I, I really, I it, thought so. Yeah, his voice sounds a little bit like his. Like yeah, well, I mean, or, or perhaps it just has like a similar effect on you. But uh, yeah, I, I love it. Nice that nice wave of. Uh, Warm water just going over you. Um, Warm wave of sadness. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I guess music to wallow in. Um, I, I dig it. Idaho. and uh, You're saying this in your Zoom background is still 80s Ken. <laughs> I'm just not buying it. That's a good point. Good point, Derek. Uh, inadvertently happy. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. I'm going to have to change that. No, I. It, it's interesting. Um, Idaho... Um, it, even though this is 1992 and then they eventually made other records. This was from their debut year after year. Someone is making a documentary about them. That's uh, going to be, uh, I guess the trailer's coming out at a film festival next month. It's oh. called traces of glory. It's about how, how this band made great music and you we'll get know, to find out why they're called Idaho. Maybe very few people knew about them. Well, they want, I guess they had a friend who was in a band called Iowa and they're like, well, we can make a, a Band with a name, a better band called Idaho. <laughs> oh, you're Iowa War, Idaho. So, bitch, come yeah. at me. <laughs> yeah. All right, Chris, where are you gonna, where are you gonna rock? Uh, let's go with some Chicago. Oh, no, shit. Um, uh, <laughs> I think I am gonna speed things up a little bit. Oh yeah. With Mr. Matthew Sweet, the album Altered Beast, which for my money is better than Girlfriend, is which is his sort of breakout record. Second that. Um, bold. Agree. Yeah. No, totally agree. Love it. Alter, Alter Beast <laughs> is awesome. And I'll tell you why Alter Beast. Alter Beast has three monster guitarists on it and v- appearing on various songs. Namely, Ivan Julian. Yeah. Great. Robert Quine. Yeah. Ooh. Great. And the one you'll be hearing on this song, uh, Mr. Richard Lloyd of television. Oh, yeah. Wow. And boy, does he throw down in this song. So this is. um. The Ugly Truth Rock version. It's there are two versions on the um, on the album of the Ugly Truth, and and the softer one is amazing. Also, it's got like fiddle in it, and it's really just it's like the best Wilco song Wilco never wrote. This is the Ugly Truth Rock, and uh, Matthew Sweet Altered Beast, nineteen ninety three. Kick it. Deep cuts.
man. <laughs> Listening on headphones, it's like they just gave him the right speaker and were like, have the ball, yeah. do whatever you want yeah, to do. Exactly. <laughs> just go, go for nuts it. with it. Yeah. yeah. That's some I serious guitar. I, will, I wore this record out. I, I loved this record. I listened to it over and over again. It's no um, girlfriend, but it's good. So I, I was gonna. I, li- I wore out girlfriend, and then I s- sort of stopped listening. I think I ah. might have burned out. But yeah, the uh, year after right. the record, the year after this, record. he put out something called "Son of Altered Beast," which yeah. is like uh, a few you know outtakes, other songs, and a bunch of live stuff that was really great too. I love that. He's yeah. got a live version of um, the uh, Neil Young song called "Don't Cry No Tears," which I've, mm-hmm. I always listen to a lot. I love that version. Uh, that he I, I remember seeing uh, this tour with you, Derek. Yeah, we uh, went we went to yep. see him. It was awesome. And Ivan Julian was playing with him then, on stage. I think I was disappointed. Well, it wasn't Richard Lloyd, but I know. Well, we all were, but still. <laughs> okay, here here here's a quiz. Quine, Sweet, yeah. Yeah. and another artist all appeared in what album just a couple years before this? The artist is the initials are LC, Lloyd Cole. Yes. So on oh, the Lloyd Cole right. record, the debut record in in 1990. Uh, Sweet, I think, plays bass. Ooh. Quine plays guitar. I mean, Fantastic. Yeah. So uh, there was a lot going on. I think this was all happening in New York in uh, the early 90s. Yeah. When, like, great guitarists were working as session guys on each other's <laughs> records. I mean, this 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 whole album is fantastic. I really can't recommend it right. enough. Yeah, yeah I mean, me too. If me it was too. only, like, girlfriend. Oh. All right, moving on. Rich, you're up next. <laughs> I, thanks for reintroducing. I'm going to listen to that album again. That sounded sweet. Literally. Intended. I'm going to go with someone that I should have been listening to in 1993, but I wasn't, and I have been, and I think I mentioned I wanted to spend some more time listening to her, PJ Harvey. Right. Uh, that'll be my first pick tonight. Yeah, this time, I'm sure I was listening to Kerosene Hat, Cracker album, Mazzy Star, uh, the Afghan Wigs. Those were in heavy rotation, and and this woman, PJ, you, she probably. Are you pulling a Tommy right now? Are you listening to all the other records? Should, sorry, I just had to sneak those. Oh, in. am I the one that does it now? <laughs> what are you talking about? That's <laughs> you. Oh, that's a classic. That? <laughs> that's your move. Nice try reframing it, Rich. Please go on. Transfers. PJ Harvey. This album in 1993 is rid of me. I've been listening to it this summer and love it. This is PJ Harvey putting Tarzan in his place with me, Jane. (laughs) It's deep cuts.
<laughs> oh man, what a record! She's yeah, this album is so fierce. It's uh, so great. She's one of those artists. It's exactly, it's three is it people. Just a trio. It's a trio, and I feel like she listened to blues records and she understood them the way very few people do. And man, it feels like a great blues record in the best way. Just truthful, honest, direct, minimal instrumentation, and everything is raw and ragged and filled with integrity. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. Was, was this her first record? Second. First second. 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 Okay. Second record. What, what, what was dry the first one? Oh, dry, dry was dry. Okay. Got it. And this got is it. Rid of Me? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, mm. What a great record. Nice pick. Yeah. She's a great artist. Derek, closing out our first batch. Closing out the first round. Yeah. Make it a good um, one. So I think I'm going to stay on the, the that side of the ocean, pick a, a Glaswegian band called Teenage, <laughs> Teenage Fan Club. You know, we kind of neglected to pick anything from, you know, their huge bandwagon-esque record in 91, um, you know, which is kind of a seminal record for a lot of people. You know, it beat out Nirvana and um, Nirvana's Nevermind and Octung Baby for, you know, Spin's record of the year, album yeah. of the year in 91. Bandwagon-esque did, but this is their this is their follow-up record to that. Uh, but this record called 13, and, you know, it's certainly at the time wasn't received well, you know, as sort of a follow-up to that huge, huge record. And I think it was a really difficult record for them to make. And, you know, I think that sort of colored the band's perception of it. I don't know. This song really is stuck in my head. I, I really like it. It kind of starts with this like super grungy and then they try to just go yoink and they, you know, get into this just utter beautiful power pop, uh, you know, it's sort of, Beach Boysy, Birdsy, you know, big star sound that they, you know, that we all sort of know from them. It's a great, you know, little pop nugget from a Teenage Fan Club from their record 13. The song is called Hang On.
Nice. They bring a little flute on top of it. Yeah, that's lovely. And, you, know, of, you know, of all the stars I've ever seen, you're the sun. <laughs> but you know, they're, they're interesting. There's like all the you know guitarist, lead guitarist, and the bass player. They all sing, and you know, they all take lead vocals at certain times. And they've always been really good at harmonies, and they write pretty songs. Absolutely. I mean, there's. There's a reason Star Sign was like the song of 91. Yeah. And to be clear, I don't think that was a flute. I think that was an oboe. That's <laughs> a good you. point, Chris. <laughs> well, well corrected. Um, Join us later for a woodwind dub. Right. Actually, it's a reed instrument, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, is the oboe? I don't know. I'm just fucking <laughs> Stay for the after show. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take us uh, to uh, the, yeah, the, the divide between England and France. And a band that I think are really unique Wait, and special. You're gonna play a song by someone who lives in the channel. Yeah, I know. That's funny. <laughs> They're straddling the two the, the two shores. Ah, ah, yes, like like Gulliver. That's right, <laughs> like the, a Colossus. The band is Stereolab. Um, <laughs> it is uh, the incredibly wonderful vocals of Letitia Sadler, um, and a lot of the sort of rock and roll know how of Tim Gain. Um, they're a really wonderful band. I, I think this is just a great song. And this song sounds so modern to me. And I love it when a song from a certain time period feels like it's ahead of its time. And that's the way this one does. The song is French Disco. It's Deep Cuts, Lost and Found, Round 24. The year is 1993.
song just reminds me of like bands like um, Wedding Present that have that driving, relentless yeah. energy where you just like you get so lost. Propulsive. In it. So yeah. propulsive, but so much cleaner, you know, mm-hmm. and more mannered. Um, Very clean than that stuff. I love Stereo Lab from like '93 to '96. It's like such a good period for them. I remember I saw them in uh, New York at a pretty small club um, on the next record after this. Mm-hmm. Not was Emperor Tomato Ketchup right after this, or was that two? I after? think it's either way. Uh, yeah, um, it they were so these are for bachelor pads, they were so incredible live. It's just, I love, I, ah, I can't, yeah, get it's amazing to think how they would replic- replicate this live, you know, and they, like, and they, they did, did flawlessly, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I, nice. I have a bunch of stereo lab stuff, and uh, my buddy Ross used to listen to them a lot, and I feel like I was always chasing something about them. And I think I didn't really check this record out enough. And this is what I've been trying to recapture. Like, I, this is what I remember him playing that I kind of haven't, hadn't come across. I, this is like really hit me because well, I was like, oh, this is it. This is what I remember loving so much. I think a lot of my favorite stuff of them is not what they released as a single. Like this was a bonus cut that they released and a bonus. it got recorded with the Jenny Andiapoline <laughs> record and never got released with it. And then they released it separately. It's kind of an amazing thing. So anyway, I think he got Derek's vote so far. Yeah. Derek's going to sit this one out <laughs> I, on vinyl. I like that. I like that a lot. I Me likey. Lot. I like oh, we it. know who Derek's voting for. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Plenty of show left, folks. Plenty of show left. Well, Billy, you've been you've been doing you've been doing a lot of vinyl shopping. Do you own on vinyl the track that you're about to play? No, but I do. I do have it on CD uh, because in '93 I was buying CDs. You were in CDs then, right? Yeah, I do have it. You on want CD. a hoodie? I mean, what are you saying? <laughs> in '93 I was buying CDs. I wasn't saying it to imply that. <laughs> very boastful. <laughs> no, there's nothing boastful about it. I spent. Uh, a I got him on the ground floor on that. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> All right, before we talk Betamax, let's hear about your next track. Uh, I I think I've been pivoting off your uh, geographical cues, Tommy. You played uh, Los Angeles, so I picked a band from Los Angeles. You're playing a band from, I don't know, London or Paris or both. Well, I'll sound like the Rube. Were they singing in English? I don't think so, right? I, it, it's yeah, actually in English. It's actually in yeah, English. Yeah. And the lyrics are, are fascinating. So if you get a chance to Yeah, look of course. Them up. I mean, I, I knew that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, like, so. it's, like, it's like weird poetry that Letitia did not write, and she's trying to keep up with the words. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like she's speaking like a, like phonetically at some, a language she doesn't quite understand. <laughs> yes, exactly. a little bit. I yeah, honestly that. couldn't understand <laughs> Right. What's that? Uh, you know, Cocteau Twins, Elizabeth Fraser. Oh, Elizabeth Fraser. But that's you know, straight up nonsense. Beautiful yes. nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you speak Elfish, for right. example, right. no. <laughs> um, in juxtaposition to Tommy's London and France divide, I'm going to go all the way to Lincoln, Nebraska. Ooh. All right. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know who else. I don't know who, uh, who the hell else is from Nebraska. Honestly, it makes me kind of happy to think that in Lincoln, Nebraska. There was somebody listening to music like we were listening to, listening to post-punk, new wave stuff. They started a band. It's called Four Against. This is from their fourth record called Aperture. This is a band that I think deserves a lot more uh, listens than they've they've gotten thus far. Uh, they're kind of a cult band. Very moody, very dreamy, almost shoegazy, but clearly inspired by the new wave and, and post-punk that we love. Uh, this is Four Against Today Today.
It's really nice rainy day music. Yeah, it feels yeah, uh, you know, post punk. Yes, yeah, definitely rainy day music. I'd say. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Did, does oh, anyone yeah. else know these guys? Oh, no, it's new no. to me. Yeah, no, has anyone else heard of them? I'd never heard of them before. New to me. The best band in Lincoln, Nebraska. That's the right. Nebraska sound. But, we we're all in the chat saying, like, trying to figure out who they were reminding us of, and we all realized Stone Roses. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. It's definitely got a little bit of like that slow, like the Stone Roses, like slow songs. Mm, you know, that's interesting because uh, I I'd never thought of that, but yeah, I, I once you said it, I can hear it. Um, I don't know that that's who they were necessarily inspired by because they, no, no. they started making music, I think, in like '87, '88, so they're kind of around our our era. Um, Maybe Lucy Show too, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I can see these guys getting, you know, they found a chameleon's record and then started a band or something, right? Yeah, it's a deep cut. Chris, you're up. Is it my turn already? It's your turn. Well, I think I'm gonna go with a band that we all sort of discovered together, but this is later in their career. It's the the uh the album is Dusk and the song is Dogs of Lust. Now I was gonna pick Love is Stronger Than Death. Um, which is my favorite song in the album, but I think I feel like I've played that before, like in, in like a uh, like with you guys. So um, so I've decided to go with this. It's a little more popular, um, but the one of the things I really like about it, the headline on Johnny Marr is, "Hey, he's a great guitarist, right? He's an amazing guitarist." Absolutely. But and I think mm-hmm. this song will bear it out as yes. Exhibit A. What else? Fan fucking tastic harmonica player, mouth harp. Not what I was expecting. So let's go. Dogs of Lust. Kick it!
yeah. It's getting hot in here. It's That's like the Nelly of alternative music. It is. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. It's a good one. Yeah. Oh, it's a great one. Did we? I know. I know. It's blasphemy to say in these circles. Don't. Don't do it, Derek. <laughs> then probably don't. <laughs> All right. Now go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I mean I Please. didn't. I wasn't super into the post soul mining stuff. Oh. Uh, but I've always loved this. this yeah. Song. There you go. Okay. All right. So you see this. <laughs> this particular song has been like the, one, the post the soul mining one where I'm like, yeah, all right. He gives and right. he takes. He's, yes, he's exactly. Derek's way. I like that. He gives with the right hand. He takes with the left. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> he's good with the rod and reel. <laughs> Rich, take the rod forward. Where you want to take it? Uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like something that should have been in Bill's introduction. Yeah. Really, it's talking about cock rings. And, I was gonna say yeah, this is the phallic show after all. Or the reel. Where do take I put my car keys? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to play something that I did listen to quite a bit in 1993. And this is one of those offshoot bands from some of those super groups that were grunging out in Seattle. Yeah, this is a band called Brad. You may have heard them. I listened to this quite a bit. This is their first album. It's a project with Stone Gossard from obviously. The band's called Brad? The band is called Brad. An interesting (laughs) speaker. Never heard of them. After the Judge Reinhold character, in- band <laughs> namings. They wanted to call their album or their band Shame, but Shame was already taken by a guy who was front the, the front man for a Shame was named Brad. So they named their <laughs> oh album. really? That's <laughs> a great story. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. Oh, wait, wait. wait. Goes. What's your name? <laughs> okay, we got our band name, guys. So wow. this is this is a song from an album I spent I. Burned a hole in it listening to this um, in 1993 by Brad. The album is called Shame, and the song is called Nadine. It's Deep Cuts, Lost and Found.
see all the cool little hippie chicks just spinning around in circles to this one. Yeah, give it up for Chad. For Brad. Yeah. Brad. <laughs> True. It's, I couldn't it's decide very, what song. There's it's, it's so many it's good songs on this album. I I highly recommend listening to this. It's very it's, Pearl Jammy, and it's it's yeah. um, every song is a little I different. Why. Little it's, little jam, that, it's a little jam bandy. He's got that veter here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Derek, you get to close out our show. 1993. What is your second pick? Come on, Derek. Oh, Come on. so tough. So much stuff I absolutely love this year, but go ask. Give us the I'm, roll call. What, oh, my roll call of, of uh, what? No, uh, don't. I could no. have picked. <laughs> no, not going to do it. Pull a Tommy. No, I got to do it. No, this record blew me away. Uh, Liz Fair's Exile and Guyville. Woo! Um, you know, it's just, you know, there have been all these really amazing women in rock. You know, your your uh, Deborah Harry, you know, Polly Styrene, Kim Gordon, Chrissy Hind. Um, but out of this, the first, you know, the the first artist that just felt like, someone that you went to college with, you know, like she really kind of felt like a peer in a lot of ways. And uh, there's something really interesting about it, but you know, she just, she was really ballsy. She had, you know, a certain amount of, you know, sexual frankness and sort of uh, aggression and and vulnerability as well. Um, But it was just such a great record. I loved Exile in Guyville. Um, But uh, this particular song is something that I go back to a lot on this from this record. Uh, It's a song called Stratford on Guy. Um, I know it's, you know, I think for her, it was a song about kind of getting away from the Chicago scene, the Guyville scene, you know, just like lots of pretentious dudes with lots of rules about what's cool. And, you know, once (laughs) you get up in an airplane and you get 30,000 feet above the city, all those things just kind of fade away. Um, but you know, just the lyrics have this really great sort of cinematic quality to them. Um, but it's great. Stratford on Guy by Liz Fair from her album Exile in Guyville.
Record just went off like a bomb, I think, for all of us. Just what a great this was, pick! This was like the record of the year. This yeah, is I like to, I saw you already picked this. I was gonna put this on there for sure. Yeah, great. Well, Derek couldn't not pick this because it has a reference to Galaxy Five Hundred. Yeah, she name checks Galaxy Five Hundred. <laughs> I'm in. You know, I'm, you know. For that reason easy, alone, easy, easy peasy. Yeah. I remember like reading about this album before I heard it. Same. Like I, that was uh, at the time, like in spin or something. Yeah. I think it was spin. And then I remember like meeting some friends at a show and like we saw some show. And then afterwards everyone I was with was talking about this album. And I had, were you heard. still in Chicago? No, this was, I was, I had just moved to New York city. Okay. And, and um, we were, went to see a show at Brownies. I forget who. And, um, I think it was drive like Jehu. And then they were just talking about this record and like these rhapsodic terms. I was like, I got to get this thing. Right. Right. So uh, that night I would like walk to, to tower records, which was open to like 11 or 12 or something mm-hmm. and, um, and picked it up. And it is, it just it blew my mind. Mesmerizing. So it really is a game changer. It was yeah. such a big record. And it's it just got this great kind of, you know, concept behind it, you know, that these are sort of like, you know, a, a you know, a, a, a reply to exile on main street, you know, from a right. feminist perspective, you know, which doesn't always work. And it does, and yeah, it doesn't quite match up. It's but hard it to tell good. whether that's really, you know, was just PR what she really did. I mean, she does talk about that was, you know, there was, yeah. that was in her head and there are some songs that really do line up. Sure. Um, but you know, that's, that's a great story as well too. I love that. Yeah. Great, great album. Great I believe it. she said that people um, will book, seat 27d oh really which she references in the song yeah, yeah, yeah. whenever they fly into chicago whether it's <laughs> o'hare or or perhaps midway i don't know That's but they will book the seat 27d and in view chicago and guyville just like liz fairwood that's mm-hmm. interesting crazy Very kids nice. crazy than we were well that that wraps up our, well, uh, our second <laughs> round yourself. maybe so let's let's start talking through about um yeah. further listening right we're oh, listening. Yeah. So many. So many. Well, Derek, why don't you uh, lead us Some off? Some of you guys already did your roll call, but go yeah. ahead. Do it again. All right. Um, I guess another record from this year that really blew me away and I still listen to this day is um, Sort of Driver's Mezcal Head. Um, you know, it's not often that a band follows up, like, you know, an amazing, you know, lead off record like Ray's. And they came out with this. And uh, it was you know, so good. Uh, I just, I love every track on it, you know, dual and girl on a motorbike. There's just so much great stuff on it. And it's just, you know, just them at the top of their game. So I'm going to say swerve drivers, mezcal head. Great call. All right. I'm going to bring up a band that we sometimes forget about, but every few years they put out an amazing record and then they put out a couple kind of wonky ones. It's the fall. Yeah, they put out an album called the infotainment scan, which was after a couple, I'd say week or at least Midland records. It's an incredible return to form. Um, And I love they did a cover of uh, Lost in Music by Chic on there, which is a fascinating cover. Um, They do a song called It's a Curse, which is just a beautiful thing of 
just you know Marky Smith rattling off <laughs> his own version of Shakespeare poetry uh, into a microphone. It's just beautiful. So I recommend uh, The Falls, The Infotainment Scam, which came out in 1993. Uh, Billy, what's your pick? That's a really good pick. Um, like I like it. that. I like that album a lot. Uh, I guess I'll do what I usually do. Uh, I was going to say the Afghan. Oh, race. God. Stop, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Here we go. Now, everybody knows gentlemen, so I'm not even going to talk about it. Uh, I'm going to talk about it. A- you a- already did. Oh, did I? You just Oops. did. <laughs> Oops. I'm going to recommend the dentists. Anybody know the dentists? The dentists? No. Yes. They put out a great record called Powdered Lobster Lobster. Sorry, it's passed like a powdered lobster. <laughs> powdered lobster. Get a fiasco. couple of Negronis in you, and you're like from Southie. <laughs> I know, really, Jesus. I know from the mean streets of Needham. Uh, yes, powdered <laughs> lobster fiasco. Um, just a just a wonderful record. I don't think it's streaming, so you'll have to probably check YouTube or wherever you can find it. But um, I really like the dentist. I have a few of the records. Uh, kind of a jangly uh, Brit pop band. Um, the song uh, Outside Your Inside, I highly recommend. So check out the lobsters, powdered lobster fiasco. Very nice. The dentists. The dentists. Further listening, what do you... Well, no one needs to be told to check out Enter the Wu-Tang's 36 Chambers, so I'm not going to mention that one. (laughs) Um, However... uh, Well played. Well played. your neck. Oh, man, that is such a... I listened to that today. It's so good. Um... I'm going to go with Paul Weller's Wildwood. I think that's a great album. Sure um, is. It's really, really good. It's got a little mix of, you know, sort of like quieter songs and some psychedelia in it. It's really, really good. Um, so that would be my pick. Very nice. Rich. I've Excellent. mentioned these guys uh, on the show before, I think, on the live show maybe. Uh, but uh, they're band from Seattle. Shocking. This is their second full-length album. This is... Uh, Love Battery. The album is called Far Gone. A lot of great songs on it. It's probably the last album I was listening to that they put out, really. But uh, the first one was Dayglow. Um, two great, great albums. And you see, how I got two albums in. You here. did it. Well done. Yeah, you did it. Well Love Battery. It's very subtle, but but then when you told us that you just did it, eh, kind of undercut your point. But. Very nice. So let's talk about uh, where you can find us. Social media, Billy. That is your domain. It is my domain. So check us out on Twitter at New Wave Deep Cuts or just search for Deep Cuts Lost and Found. We are also on Patreon. Again, search for Deep Cuts Lost and Found and find us on Facebook and send us a message if you like what you hear. Or if you don't, uh, we don't want to hear from you. (laughs) All right. Well, I opened up the show with uh, Frank Black from the Pixies, his first solo record debut. Los Angeles is the song. Frank Black is the album. Billy came in with Idaho and their album Year After Year, a song called Save. Uh, Chris came in with Matthew Sweet, Ugly Truth Rock. That is from his album Altered Beast. Uh, Rich came in with PJ Harvey, Me Jane, her take on Tarzan. Rid of Me is her second album, and what a blazer that is. Um, Derek came in with Teenage Fan Club and a very jingly jangly, almost uh, Brian Wilson-ish song, uh, Hang On, from their album 13. Um, I came in with the French-UK collaborative Stereo Lab. French Disco is the name of the song. Um, Billy uh, Unleashed, For Against On Us. The song is called Today Today. It's from the album Aperture. Chris came in with uh, Deep Cut's favorite, The The, 
and Dogs of Lust from their uh, their latter album, as it were, with uh, the amazing Johnny Marr on harmonica. Dusk is the name of the album. And uh, Rich came in with Brad, side project from Gossard? Yes. Yes, okay. And that is uh, a song called Nadine from the album Shame. Derek closed out the show with Liz Fair and Stratford on Guy from her album Exile in Guyville. And that is a very big rock and roll show tonight. Uh, really no wavering from the rock front, the, the rock base. Everybody no ready to put their vote in? The rock. Yeah, this very rocky. Hard. I'm ready. All right. On a one, a two, and a three. Oh, oh Looks pulled like, it out the last second. Yeah. Oh! Derek wins. So close. Oh, got it. Tight one. Three, Very nice. Three votes for Derek and Liz Fair. Yep. And two votes for Tom and Stereo Lab. Very nice. Derek, you take the crown, nice my friend. Uh, well, Frenchy voted, Disco. Voted, almost I voted, I voted for your Frenchy Disco, so, you oh, know. Thank you, We man. both win. We both win. Everybody wins. Well. <laughs> well, well not, not me. I didn't get any votes. That's true. Maybe <laughs> or me. Me. <laughs> On behalf of Derek Brain, Bill Federko, Chris Nashawati, Rich Air, myself, Thomas Golovich, you've been listening to Deep Cuts, Lost and Found. This is round 24. 1993 is the year. We'll come on back next week, or in a couple weeks, I should say, with 1994, round 25. Thanks so much for listening in. We'll catch you all soon. It's Deep Cuts, Lost and Found. Hey.